Welcome to China Days The Journey, conversations with publisher Chris Milligan. I am Bruce DeTorres. With us is Bart Sabrell, an award-winning filmmaker, writer, and investigative journalist who has discussed the moon landing fraud and his films, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon and Astronauts Gone Wild on NBC, Fox, CNN, HBO, Geraldo, The Daily Show, The Abrams Report, Coast to Coast, and TNT Radio. In his memoir, Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list, he recounts the attempts to silence him and reveals astonishing secrets about the Apollo 11 mission. And now, Chris Mulligan. Bruce, thank you very much. And and Bart, thank you very, very much for, for coming on. I mean, very illustrious. You know, I I got asked to be on Fox and I said, yeah, and they wanted to talk to me about Skull and Bones. And I told the producer what I was going to say, but as soon as I bought, brought up the word drugs, the uh, uh, announcer said, well, we've, we've run out of time. Goodbye. <laughs> It's quite interesting. So, oh, what is your response when you when you get on, you know, these uh, news shows and and you uh, tell them what you have to say? Well, interestingly, about maybe six to twelve months ago, the former director of the Russian space agency, the NASA equivalent in Russia, he publicly said the moon missions are fake. Well, the very next day, because it went around, the some mainstream media picked that up. The very next day, Fox News calls me up. They say, we want to do an hour-long special about, you know, the trip to the moon and whether it's real or not. One day after, the Russian space agency director said the moon missions from America were fake. And then they told me, they were very honest producers, they said... We haven't read your book. We haven't seen your films. And we just want to tell you up front, we will conclude before reading your book, before watching your movies and before reviewing the evidence, we will conclude that the moon missions are real. So the whole point of the program was to reassure people that they were real and to squash the idea that they were fake. And so, which I thought was really interesting because it apparently ruffled feathers when such a high-ranking Russian person, I mean, in charge of the space agency in Russia, and they have probes on the moon, they, you know, were first in space, first spacewalk, first animal, first satellite, so they're qualified people. And if he says the moon missions are fake, that they immediately wanted to put out that fire. So it's kind of interesting. They said the conclusion of the program before reviewing any evidence will be that the moon missions are real to reassure people that they're real. And when I watched their program that came out you know, a few months later, they quoted someone from 1969, some Russian scientist. They found a quote from 1969 that said, congratulations. But they failed to mention the quote from a few weeks earlier of the former Russian space director who said that the moon missions were fake. It's very selective information. I mean, it's completely manipulative. And this coming from an alleged anti-corruption network, which shows well, you it's simply a facade. Well, Fox 
you look at Fox from a numerological uh, standpoint of classical numerology, okay, and and uh, F is uh, six, okay, and O is uh, fifteen, which you add together to make six, and X is twenty-four, which you add together again to make six, okay. You know, I, I find this interesting because uh, we have an author, uh, Daniel Estelin, okay, whose uh, grand grandfather was a colonel in uh, KGB counterintelligence, and he has worked for uh, Russian intelligence too. And I asked him uh, one time what he knew about the uh, moon landing, and he uh, wouldn't say uh, one way or the other, okay? And, and the reason why I'm quite interested in this is well, a long time ago, my daddy told me some stuff I didn't understand. But before then, I was uh, hanging out at the comic book racks. And, and right next to the comic book racks was the uh, uh, paper book racks. And, and uh, when I was in high school, they started to have a bunch of books about Edgar Cayce and, and Aleister Crowley. And I thought they were very interesting people. And so I took on... Uh, magic and, and mysticism as an intellectual discipline to uh, look into it. And then uh, my daddy told me some stuff and somebody told me I was a conspiracy theorist. And so I, I started looking into conspiracy theory in, in, the, in the 70s and, and you know, I started reading everything. And, and then uh, this guy, Adam Parfait, who uh, did a... Um, Oh, feral house uh, and i had sent him when i first started writing about skull and bones i sent him uh some of my writings and he said he wasn't prepared to take on skull and bones which was one of the reasons why i ended up starting a publishing company and um so he he did this book secret and suppressed which had this story by the, from this guy by the name of james shelby downard and he was basically used as a as a child uh, in Masonic uh, rituals, okay, of certain particular Masonic groups. And and uh, within this, he became quite knowledgeable about a thing called uh, mystical, I can't say the word right, it's about, you know, looking at, at, at how uh, magical rituals are played out on uh, the map and uh, on, on, the, on the different thing. And one thing that he talked about in this uh, article, uh, King Kill uh, 33, was about how uh, there was this alchemical formula that was somewhere floating around uh, that you used to uh, rule the world, okay? And, and this, this formula, uh, the first part of it was to uh, destroy primordial matter. Okay, and this supposedly, you know, happened at the Trinity site where they blew the first atomic bomb, which is right near the 33rd degree parallel. And then the second part of this alchemical ritual was uh, the killing of the king. Okay, and this ritual basically was uh, the assassination of uh, John F. Kennedy uh, at the, uh, you know, there's a trident there right next to the Trinity River, right near the 33rd degree parallel. I mean, Dealey Plaza, he was a 33rd degree mason. It, it, it was a ritual kill zone, okay? And, and so, and then the third part uh, leg of this uh, ritual to quote unquote rule the world was um, uh, bringing the star matter 
back down to Earth. And this was supposedly accomplished, okay, by bringing the moon rocks back down and, and putting them in Houston uh, through, through LBJ and, and a little sidelight to that. You know, before Kennedy was killed, uh, most of the uh, astronaut stuff, it was, it was being done through the Navy. But as soon as he was killed in LBJ, it got put into the Air Force, okay? And then when you look at NASA, you have all these Nazi things, and they do all this stuff with astrological uh, things and, and, and different things. So that I'm looking at, you know, the moon landing in, in that kind of perspective. And so, you know, when I find people, I say, okay, you know, what do you think? And what was your journey to get to this, what you're talking about? And you're 100% sure that you're absolutely correct. Right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we found footage of them faking being halfway to the moon with the one foot model of the Earth dated two days into the flight. And it's NASA footage that at the heading of the footage, it says, do not show to the public. And it's unedited footage of a special effect shot of them faking being halfway to the moon. All they have to do, just go to sabrell.com, S as in Sam, I, B as in boy, R-E-L, sabrell.com, and watch the film on the homepage, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, and we showcased that footage in there. I was producing the film under the theory, it might be true, that they faked it. There were many suspicious things about it, photographic anomalies. There's also a three-minute video on the homepage of sabrell.com called The Moon Landing Fraud in Three Minutes, where we show a picture in sunlight in which objects to the left and right of each other will always have parallel shadows because the sun's a million times bigger than the earth. And then we show pictures allegedly on the moon where shadows are intersecting at 90 degrees from objects five feet apart, which means it's an electrical light, which means they're not on the moon, they're on earth. And then the book that just came out that Bruce was talking about, which is in audio that I read myself or Kindle or print, we have an eyewitness who was chief of security at Cannon Air Force Base, and it was their special ops headquarters. And as the man is dying many years you know, after the moon missions, he's confessing that, first of all, he's a murderer. He's fearing the judgment of God, and as best as we can tell, you confess your sin and recant it, meaning make a pledge not to do it again, you are forgiven of even murder. And the son, uh, his son, who was my source, was so alarmed that his father was a murderer, he actually called in the military police and they did an investigation and he confessed he killed a co-worker at Cannon Air Force Base in 1968. And when they asked him why, he said, well, we both eyewitnessed Apollo 11 being filmed in a fake moon set in an airplane hangar on June 1st, 2nd and 3rd of 1968. He says, President Johnson was there for the first day of filming my friend, my coworker, thought it was morally wrong. He was going to tell a reporter, and I killed him as the chief of security to keep it a secret because we were told if we told anybody that they were filming the moon landing at our base that we would be killed. And so he killed him as part of his duty. And that information is published for the first time in the book, as is the interview I conducted with Betty Grissom. She's the widow of the man who was going to be the first man to walk on the moon before Neil Armstrong. And she told me 
that on January 26, 1967, he came home from work and said, Han, for some strange reason, the CIA is all over the launch pad today inspecting the equipment. Why would the CIA be here inspecting the equipment? The very next day, the guy is dead from faulty equipment. And this is because he was a whistleblower. In fact, just days earlier, he had, without permission, held an impromptu press conference where he invited a group of reporters to the very top of the rocket, where he affixed a lemon the size of a grapefruit, saying this equipment is a piece of junk. In fact, one of his last words talking on a wired intercom that did not work was, gentlemen, how can we get to the moon if we can't talk between two buildings? And they said, I can't hear what you're saying. And so he was preparing reports to give to Congress and his senator about how they were at least 10 years away from being able to go to the moon. And he didn't understand why they wouldn't fix faulty equipment because the higher-ups knew they weren't going to go. They were considering faking it, and they had not informed the astronauts at that point, which was true because it was filmed a year and a half later at Cannon Air Force Base. And this guy was a whistleblower. His wife told me that the CIA came to his house, removed all of his papers, which he was preparing for Congress about how the moon program is going nowhere. And they took him from his house before they even informed her that he had died. And so we have the CIA, who we pay with our federal income tax, killing our fellow citizens, and we're paying for it, not only to be deceived about the moon landing. And we have these Americans who, you know, I guess are uh, sincere, but sincerely wrong, just offended that you would say that the moon landings are fake. In fact, I did Glenn Beck's show a couple of months ago, and he has, you know, this is right after uh, the Russian person said the moon missions were were fake. So the Fox did a special to reassure people they were real, and Glenn Beck did a show to reassure people they were real. He has on an astronaut who claims to be a Christian. There's only one Apollo astronaut who claims to be a Christian. And they have him on because Glenn Beck's audience is a Christian audience. And he thinks by saying I'm a Christian, everything the guy says must be true. I mean, the, read your Bible. Most of the New Testament is rebuking the churches for being pagan. And out of the seven churches rebuked in the book of Revelation, I think only one didn't get a rebuke out of seven. So we have like 85% of Christian churches are pagan and not being Christian in the first century, much more so now with all the years of watering it down. And so Glenn Beck, in his mind, America has gotten bad, but at least we went to the moon. And this is a positive lie. You know, whoever killed JFK, he's still dead. It's just a matter of who did it and why. Same with 9-11. Those people are dead. It's a real event. It's just a matter of who did it and why. This is different. This is a complete fabrication. It's a lie people wanted. It's candy. And I come along and I try to take candy away and give people a plow of manure instead. And they're infuriated that I would do such a thing. The fact is, it's not a theory. They fake the moon landings. It's 100% true. And what does that mean? You know, I, I thought recently about Clinton, who got caught having an affair literally in the Oval Office, right? And when asked why he did that, he said, because I could, because I could get away with it. Well, they didn't have to fake the moon landing. They could have said Kennedy misspoke. 
we can't do it. We're going to need more time. In fact, NASA has never kept a schedule in their entire history, except going to the moon, the most complicated mission of all time. And so they don't have a problem saying they have to postpone a mission. They've done that every single time they've set a deadline. So why, why did they fake it? Because they could, because they could get away with it, because they could embezzle the money and murder people to cover it up. And so be it to the stupid Americans who don't know any better, who are waving their flag and praying and crying. I mean, this is on stamps. It's in the encyclopedia. It's on coins. They gave them medals of honor for being such good liars. That's our country. And people are, are are not willing to admit it's gotten that bad, but it has. I was the biggest moon landing fan. You asked how I got into this. My dad was in the Air Force. I, I was gaga over the moon landings. I had a shrine in my bedroom since a four-year-old. And every year, a shrine of Apollo 11 pictures. And then I see a former NASA employee whistleblower saying they're fake on TV as a 14-year-old. And I'm open-minded. I'm like, oh, never thought of that. I go back to the pictures and sure enough, you start seeing the fake backgrounds that you didn't know were there because you didn't look critically at the pictures. And then I become a filmmaker. I'm asked to do a film about it. And I literally turned down the project for fear it might be true and endangering my life if I make the movie. I later develop a conviction that if they faked it, that that's more profound than if they had actually gone. I mean, imagine this, Chris. They either went to the moon, they planted a flag, came back, boy, that was a close one, wasn't that great? Or they lied to every TV station, radio station, newspaper, printed it on coins, encyclopedia stamps, and it's allegedly the greatest event in human history by the greatest nation on earth, and it's all a fabrication. What? The fact that that is the case is more important historically than if they'd actually gone. That's why I changed my mind. I said, this is worth dying for. This is important. The public needs to know if we can have a great awakening about everything else, but if people still think the moon missions are real when they were falsified, then we won't have a great awakening. Those scoundrels will still be in power. Well, you can't have, yeah, go ahead. No, nah, they're, they're, no they, they, they've already <laughs> blown their wad, okay? I mean, uh, th this was uh, the the big hoodwink, okay. And and one thing you you remind me of here, okay. Um, you know, during the late '60s and and early '70s, okay, uh, they could have told us kids anything about Nixon, okay, and we would have believed it because we hated him so much, okay. And you know, it's because you know emotions, you know, can can cloud. Uh, "Quote unquote critical thinking," okay, which some people are saying that you know uh, we, we shouldn't do, and you know, and and then your your thing about you know these patsies, okay, all all a patsy ever does, okay, is put a frame around themselves and die, <laughs> okay, those ones in nine eleven, okay, I mean uh, those planes were radio controlled. Okay, there's no way you're going to give those people the, the, the chance to say, wait a minute, I don't want to die, you know, because the op has been planned for for many years in advance. Okay. And so, I mean, they're 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 basically patsies. And and, you know, the encyclopedia, one thing I found out very interesting, because after my daddy left the intelligence agencies, he did a couple things. He taught some school. He uh uh, did other things. So one thing he did, he sold Encyclopedia Britannica for for many years. Okay, so 
um, you know, I'm in, I'm in high school and I run across these guys, uh, Alistair Crowley and Edgar Casey. I, I look in the Encyclopedia Britannica. Neither of them are in there. Okay. And, you know, and, and so that's one thing that really started me thinking. The one reason I took it, took magic and mysticism on as an independent study, because, because one thing, you know, it was really sad because my daddy told, I mean, the stuff he told me I didn't understand took me 20 years. And by the time I finally understood it, he was sick and I didn't really get a pepper him with questions. But one thing he told me, he, he said, read it all. Okay. So you, 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 you see, you know, if you read the myths and the disinformation, you see what they're trying to, you know, not tell you or where they're trying to send you and, and different things. And I can't get a wiki, wiki page, okay? I, I can get one now if I want to pay for it. You know, they 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 sent me, and that was supposed to be a free encyclopedia, and I've had people put up articles, and, and they keep taking them down. You know, why should I have to uh, pay pay people to do that? And then, you know, again, the, the hoodwink part of this, it's, you know, one thing I've been talking about, and one thing that that I sussed out from what my daddy and and researchers is basically there was a secret societal level, okay, that was above uh, the nation states, okay, and it was able to reach into these things and to uh, do its things, and and they 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 grabbed you know very strong control of our country with the Spanish American War. And they had uh, some very strong control up through, um, it started to waffle some in, in, in the George W. Bush, uh, loosed a little bit more in, in Obama. And this alchemical formula, okay, uh, that, you know, was floating out there. And then if they perform this, they get a, they could control the world. Well, you know, if the um, forensic evidence is out, okay, that they didn't perform the third part of this their ritual, there is just dust to the wind, and 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 we have the opportunity here for us people to reestablish ourselves in control of what's going on here and making a a, a more perfect union that our founders, you know, uh, were, were looking to do, and and this big long uh, you know arc of history, and you know the interesting part and the the ironic in all of this is, you know, the 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 use of of JFK because see when when you really start looking at it from the occult, the mystical uh, level, I mean, it has to do with this uh, revenge uh, um, that uh, the British Empire and and the Knights Templar are, are taken against the Catholics and and all this and and they, and they ball up all this, excuse my language, BS. Okay, to try and hoodwink all of us. Okay, and but because they didn't do this, it it is all breaking down, and we have opportunity as people to create a better world for our children. And I tell you, Bart, um, you present yourself very very well, and you know. I, how come you don't have Klieg lights on your door with a microphone stuck in your face every five minutes talking about this? Well, you would think uh, that these revelations of an eyewitness to filming the moon landing at Cannon Air Force Base would make news. 
you would think uh, something that happened a couple of months ago, which was that the world's most advanced AI ruled that the moon missions were fake based on photographic evidence. There was a convention every year, you know, for like video cameras and automobiles and AI. And so Google showed up with what was called the neural network, which was a network of multiple AI computers connected together to form a super AI. And they gave people at various teams two or three days access to this computer. Some wrote a symphony, some made it make a painting. And one group of people fed it pictures from the Chinese probes of the lunar surface through its specific deep fake detection program, which has never been wrong. You feed it a video of Trump or Biden, it can tell whether it's real or deep fake. And so some team just two months ago fed it pictures from the lunar surface, from the probes unmanned from China on the surface of the moon. It said, no problem, they're real. Then in comparison, they fed them pictures from the Apollo missions and every single one of them it said was fake and fake background, fake foreground, fake this, fake that. And either Google's investment of millions of dollars and multiple years is a piece of junk and Google is just an inept company, don't know what they're doing, or the moon landings are fake. And you would think that would make the news. But it does, even as an afterthought, you know, you were talking about the moon rocks. I remember a story, must be almost 20 years ago, where a curator in a museum in the Netherlands watched my film, said, oh, I never thought about that, <laughs> the moon landings being fake. And Neil Armstrong said that he personally picked up a rock off the moon, put it in his pocket, specifically for the prime minister of the Netherlands. They had a ceremony. He pulls it out of his pocket gives it to the prime minister, they put it in a museum, and 30 years go by, and they watch my movie, and in the middle of the night, they open it up, put it in a microscope, and it's a piece of petrified wood, you know, that kind of looks out of this world, but unless there are trees growing on the moon, it's a fake, so it even made AOL news, you know, more like a little sideline, side note, lighter side of the news, mm -hmm. uh, a moon rock proves to be fake, NASA says no comment. Well, no journalist asked, well, okay, if the moon rocks are fake, what about the moon mission? Not a single story on RT because Vladimir Putin was there. He was shown the results of the AI, you know, determining that the Apollo pictures are fraudulent. And that doesn't make RT news, you see? So that's controlled like Fox News is also. If you think it's some alternative, you know, way of looking at the world, it's not. They're a player also. They have a deal not to expose the American fraud. In fact, I have a friend who works in the command center of the Chinese space agency that put probes on the moon, right? And he says everybody there knows the moon missions are fake and that they are blackmailing NASA for technology not to expose it. I wonder why Russia, RT, didn't cover it because they have an agreement with the U.S. not to expose it in exchange for who knows what. You see, so the United States is being blackmailed because of the stupidity of the Nixon and Johnson administration to fake the moon landing. Now we're paying the price and these criminals are emboldened after faking the moon mission and getting away with it 
what else are they going to fake? What else are they going to lie about? What else are they going to intentionally omit? I mean, the whole reason the recent Fox special was made was because the former Russian space director said the moon missions are fake. Did they mention that in the entire hour of the broadcast, that that's just a few weeks old? A new shattering quote. They don't mention it a single time. <laughs> I mean, how can they be objective, right? Right. Well, my 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 daddy, who was he was branch chief head of all of East Asia analysis office, and then he went covert for some years, left him soft in 57, left him hard in 59. And then he talked left to the me, CIA in case part you were he, wondering. Yeah. And, and then he, he talked to me in 69 with this professor from Vanderbilt and his words out of his mouth were Vietnam War is about drugs. Uh, there's these secret societies behind it. And then he says. And communism's all a sham. These same secret societies are behind it all. It's all a big game. Okay. So my dad tells me that in 1969. Okay. So 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 obviously um, there is some quote unquote collusion uh, going on um, between people uh, behind some wall that don't want to tell us dumb quote-unquote, people, you know? It's like a fake wrestling match where both sides are, are choreographed who's going to win and who's going to lose this time and that time. I don't think Russia is really an enemy or China of the United States. We do too much business with them. Uh, the CIA is madly in love with the Chinese government. They have a deal with them not to expose the moon landing fraud, and they're all buddies, you see? We have to have a contrived enemy in order to keep the military industrial complex going. Uh, they're a competitor, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to win a competition, whether it be economic or political or militarily. Or athletic. At the same time, to, to, to say that they're our enemy, then why are we doing trillions of dollars of business with them every year? We, we I don't know. I think America would collapse without China pretty quickly. Uh, if you go to Walmart, I, I suspect 90 to 95 percent of everything in there is made in China. So. We all live on one one blue ball going through space, you know, and it, it becomes, uh, you know, more apparent all the time. And, and yes, most, uh, you know, most people um, would get along with with most other people all the time and and, and stuff like that. And it's really sad. Um, you know, all the, uh, again, BS, okay? I mean, just think about how much, uh, you know, quote-unquote money is, is wasted on, on all the BS, and just think if, if that production value was, was went to, you know, making people's life better down here than trying to say, oh, this place is so bad. We got to go find some other place to go live, you know, and all this. I, 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 I get so sick and tired of all the uh, psychological warfare and untruth. Working well, the government's out of control. They, according to the dead man's nephew, the CIA killed his uncle. According to Robert McNamara, the Gulf of Tonkin incident was completely contrived by the CIA. And they... We have evidence. They multiple evidence. They faked the moon landing. This is our government. They're well, out of control. It, it wasn't. It uh, wasn't just the CIA. You had you had NASA involved. You had you had uh, executive branch. You had 
lots of different things involved. But again, it, it's it's more what I point to uh, how they did these operations was through a secret societal network that that enables them um, to to control multiple um, areas of, of, of influence. But again, I, I really see where the, this areas of influence is, is going away. Well, you know, one thing that came to mind, uh, I was driving down a federal highway. You know, there's a big part of your gasoline purchase. I don't know what percentage, but a pretty big percentage is allegedly for having interstate highways, right? And there's a hole that they keep filling. It ends up being a foot deep every month. They fill it a foot deep. They fill it a foot deep. And I try to avoid it. One time I hit it, destroyed two brand new tires, lost $300 on a, on a federal highway. I traveled to countries in Asia that have better roads than they do in the United States. And then there are school districts, you two probably know this, that not a single student passed a math exam. They all got Fs. Every single student in the entire school district got an F. And they said, well, we can solve that problem. We're going to lower what an F is and lower what an A is. That solves that problem. I went to a university where I just went for the college experience, a major, one of the oldest universities in America. I just went to see what college was like and to get a Pell Grant money to go to Europe when I was an 18-year-old, and I always liked physics, the planets, and the electrons, and everything, so I had a pretty good memory of that. I didn't study for the exam. I took the exam. I had the second highest degree in the class of, I don't know, 20, 30 people, but it was still an F, uh, but because of the curve, my F became an A, and this was a university also producing doctors and surgeons okay i wonder why medical malpractice is the number one cause of death after heart disease and cancer another lie we're told we have the best health care in the world when 70 percent of the population is taking prescription medicine that means 70 percent of the population is sick all the time that sounds like the worst health care in the world i mean if i told you there's some country in the world that has 70% of the population is sick all the time, you would say they're the worst healthcare in the world, right? Well, that's our country. We're being told the exact opposite of the truth. We're Americans being told we're have, free, but we're slaves. Yes, Americans have been subjected to, um, you know, generations of, of propaganda and uh, psychological warfare, okay? And, and this, this is an imbalance, okay? And this creates disease, okay? And our medical uh, thing is in, in the uh, pockets of uh, the Rockefeller and, and, and their friends. And then, uh, again, the secret societies were able to get their, their hooks in so very, very strong. And then with the drug money, Okay, we're able to control just everything because they have this huge piles of money and you had these these two black operations. Okay, you had a black operation of continuance of governance. Okay, that was basically based in West Virginia and into Pennsylvania. Okay, we have seen them now in, in California where they're they're washing documents at the county level. The other big black operation was drugs. Okay, that was Arkansas. Those are both 
uh, you know, states that have mountains, because if you want to do something in the mountains, you can do it until somebody comes up there with a gun. Okay, in both of these states, you had a Rockefeller, okay, that says, oh, well, you need some help in governance. I mean, if you're a Rockefeller, you can do what you want. You don't become the governor of, you know, of or a senator from West Virginia and, and a governor of Arkansas, okay, just because you think that they need help, okay? It's because of these black operations, okay? And one thing that these black operations do uh, besides corruption, huge corruption, I mean, the corruption in America is, you know, uh, <laughs> very deep, okay? I mean, these drugs, it, Watergate was about drugs, and long, long story, but it ended up being uh, Bush as the vice president under under Reagan, one of his jobs was to take all these disparate drug runs that were coming in. There were people were stepping on each other's toes and put them through the bond market there in Arkansas. Once they got that in, what did they start doing? They started buying up HMOs and uh, retirement homes. Okay, because these guys know that the federal government has all this money. Okay, so what they do is they corrupt. Uh, the parts of the federal government so that that money goes right in their pockets, okay? Uh, Catherine Austin Fitz was uh, in uh, HEW, and she did this program where she took it into the, the, the ghetto and trained these people and, and got it. So instead of losing, a, a, you know, a, a, a buck 75, we were only down to losing a little less than a buck, you know? Well, they they, they took that away and and they're back up to losing that and the money's going back into these people's pockets in Colorado and Texas. So, I mean, it's about corruption, okay? And and we as a people, uh, there is a, a way, a civic way to to take back our country and, 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 and turn it into a much better thing. And a lot of people get all worried about money, you know, but See, money is what we can produce, okay? And this whole idea that, you know, somebody's granddaddy many years ago, I mean, it's all its all just silly, uh, a bunch of this stuff. But I'm just all for a better world. And um, Is there something I didn't ask you or something you'd like to say, Bart? Well, one other thing that's mentioned in the book, uh, Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list is kind and, of And my, people find this at your website? Yeah, it's sabral.com and audio that I read myself, Kindle or print. I also go into not only the deathbed confession of the man who I witnessed it, not only the interviews I did with Apollo astronauts who were murdered, their relatives who say they were murdered, not me, by the CIA. I go into my own adventures after I find this footage of them faking being halfway to the moon. That very day, phone calls started being interrupted with loud beeps to where I couldn't talk to Bill Casey, my former NASA employee, uh, to warn him that they were on to us and they knew I had this footage. And so uh, I was literally followed from church and my car was disabled. I was on foot at one point being chased by two cars. I rushed to CNN. I hired a taxi to drive me from Nashville to Atlanta and in a back alley trying to get the tape in a back door to a friend at CNN. I'm surrounded by government agents who abduct me, give me true serum, interrogate me, take the tapes. And if it weren't for 
a lawyer popping out into the alley when this was happening. I might not be alive to tell you this story today. So all of these encounters I've never mentioned before, and they're mentioned for the first time in the book. The reason why the book is called uh, a Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list is because we have a sound recording of one astronaut threatening to have me killed by the CIA. After I produced a funny thing happened on the way to the moon, I guess from watching courtroom dramas, you know, do you swear to tell the truth? I thought, well, why don't we track down some of these astronauts and uh, put a Bible in front of them? So a lot of them gave interviews. I told them I'm doing a documentary about the moon landing, which is true. And then I pulled up a TV monitor on several occasions and showed the astronauts the footage I uncovered of them faking being halfway to the moon. In fact, this book at sabrell.com is interactive. If you go to sabrell.com, go to the top left button, it says Moon Man Video Links. There are 17 interactive links. I basically write a chapter and say, if you want to understand the next chapter, go to link one. Now go to link two. Some are fairly short. NASA employees admitting the technology to go to the moon and back has yet to be invented. And in this particular case of the second film, Astronauts Gone Wild, in which one astronaut punches me, one astronaut threatens to hit me, one threatens to shoot me, one kicks me from behind. And that particular instance, we were so alarmed I'm being assaulted on camera, I accidentally left a wireless microphone on astronaut Edgar Mitchell from Apollo 15. And my camera operator so startled, he forgot to hit stop record. So while the camera's in the backseat of the rental car in the guy's driveway, we're recording the private conversations between the Apollo astronaut and his son in their house with the door closed. And I didn't know about this until about three months later when the film secretary was doing a transcript of all the interviews in the film. She calls me up frantic and says, Bart, Bart, do you know what they're talking about in their house before you you turned and you know got your expensive microphone back? And I'm like, I don't know what. She says, they're talking about calling the CIA to have you killed. And sure enough, they are. You can go to sabrell.com and watch the film for free. They say, do you want to call the CIA and have him whacked? Now, if I'm some silly person who thinks that the moon missions are fake when they were really on the moon, why would the CIA care? But I do have footage of them faking part of the mission. That's why the CIA is involved. And then secondly, why does an Apollo astronaut on an alleged civilian mission have the CIA in his Rolodex, right? And then I, you know, as I'm editing this book that took me 15 years to write, two years to edit, I'm put in touch with Cyrus Eugene Akers, who was the man who I witnessed them filming the fake moon landing. And I get a list of 15 people that President Johnson personally gave this man as chief of security of this Air Force base where the moon landing was filmed. And he kept it as a souvenir, the list of 15 people that Johnson approved to come in and I witnessed that. Neil Armstrong's on the list, Buzz Aldrin is on the list, uh, Von Braun is on the list, uh, Van Allen is on the list, and a bunch of people I never heard of. CIA intelligence, Navy intelligence, and one science fiction writer who in his own memoir says he was at Cannon Air Force Base in 1968 for a classified reason. So as I'm confirming all this information with the dead man's son two years ago, his house is broken into, all the information about his father is taken, 
His father is scrubbed from even being in the United States Air Force, though his tombstone says United States Air Force, and here's his uniform and badge and ID in the Air Force, right? But we got a Freedom of Information Act and asked the Air Force about his record. They say he never was in the Air Force. Imagine that. That's They scrubbed him completely out. And we published this list in the book, and then a couple of days later, this is less than two years ago, the dead man's son two CIA agents show up at his house and threaten to kill him and his family if he ever talks about his father's participation in the moon landing fraud again. The White House press secretary was involved in investigating this death threat by the CIA against this man. So was the United States Senate Intelligence Committee, and so was the FBI. This is very serious. All these agencies provided whistleblower protection from this man who was my source in my book, Moon Man. And you would think, you know, all the major podcasters would be interested in an eyewitness to the moon landing fraud, that it's the epitome of all conspiracy theories and how ironic that the most outrageous one is true because it was actually pretty easy to fake. There's only three eyewitnesses and a TV picture controlled by the federal government. There's no independent press coverage. How can you verify whether they're on the moon or not? And then you have the flight director admitting after the flight that even in the, the command center, an employee at one of those consoles in the command center can tell no difference whatsoever between a simulation and a real flight. There's just a bunch of numbers going by. So if they can't tell, the idea that, well, my uncle worked at NASA, so it must be real, is just not true. Neither is the idea that you can't keep a secret from that many people. I mean, come on, do you think the CIA is so stupid to tell the guy making the glove or the door handle or the boot, hey, we're really not going to the moon, <laughs> don't tell anybody. And of course, the atomic bomb involved 129,500 people worked on the first atomic bomb, but only eight knew what they were building. And so what we have here is really the key to bringing down the corrupt federal government. An NBC news director, classified footage to of them faking being halfway to the moon, said if he broadcast it, it would cause a civil war, and he refused to do it for that reason. And then 10 years later, another NBC executive was going to broadcast it nationwide until they received a threatening call from the federal government. And so I think... This would be the finger out of the dike. This is different than who shot JFK or who did 9-11. This is a positive lie and turning it into manure. It's something people have pride about. And the way we're going to reform the federal government is for the public to be outraged. Yeah. And I think this is the thing that will outrage the public. If they find out they, they were deceived about the moon landing of all things, I think that's going to really make them angry. And that's why this is the key. Exposing the moon landing fraud is the key to bringing down the corruption. And yet some people are afraid to talk about it. And yet they say they want to bring down the corruption. And yet they're not using the most valuable key to do it. The one that will outrage the public. Now, you could say the God of science is putting a man on the moon. That's the pinnacle of science, right? And you could say the Messiah of science is AI. Well, their Messiah, AI, just said the moon missions are fake. And I think that will be the finger out of the dike. It may take two years, but intellectuals 
are pragmatic and they're going to realize, look, I don't think Google would spend millions of dollars in multiple years developing the most intelligent entity on earth with a specific deep fake program that's never been wrong and somehow it made a mistake about the moon pictures. Do you have that clip art on the, on your website of the AI conclusions of the pictures being faked? Yeah, it's on the homepage. Yeah, go Sprout. to com and scroll, and scroll down. Thanks. There's an article about it. There's a video about it. You know, it, it's more than just the corrupt federal government. It is, it is the corrupt uh, secret societal system that has brought around the corruption of the, of the government. Yeah, I, ho I hope you're right. And that's the point of this. You know, like I said, I originally turned down the project for fear it would be dangerous. And I realized this is significant. It, you know, uh, Kennedy is a murderer. Lots of people are murdered. 9-11 is a, is a terrorist attack. There's lots of terrorist attacks, whether they're domestically done or foreign. But this is spiritually symbolic. The greatest accomplishment of mankind when Richard Nixon said, knowing they were not on the moon, it's the greatest event since creation. You see, they put in print about the Titanic, which was the largest machine ever built by the human hand. They said it's so magnificent that God himself cannot sink it. And so that rebuke was public. This rebuke is delayed, but I think it's a spiritual message here that mankind's greatest accomplishment is a lie. And that's why a funny thing happened on the way to the moon begins with the Tower of Babel, never finished. The Titanic never finished. This event that Nixon said was second only in greatness to creation never happened. And so I think this shows the sad state of mankind. I mean, I wept when I saw that classified footage. I said, oh my gosh, they really didn't go to the moon. How sad is that? And the Titanic was actually the Olympic also, you know? Yeah, so, I've heard things about that. I have no idea, but I wouldn't put it past them. It is. Know? And, you know, onwards to a better future for our children.